Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey y'all, welcome back to a new episode of Growth Reframed. We are so happy you're here. Welcome, Maggie. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to you too. This is the first episode of 2024, baby. 2024. I like can't even believe it. It's been insane. a minute. It has been a minute. And what? Man, it's been a handful of days in and it just feels like I don't know. For me, it, it feels a little weird. It's like we we make such a big momentous thing about uh, it being a new year, being a new you, flipping the calendar. But the reality is, I mean, it's really just a date on the calendar, right? I mean, it gives us a fresh sense of how to look at something new. And obviously we'll get into a lot of that today, but also what really changed and what are you going to change looking forward? So I can't wait to get into all of that today. Yeah. Today's episode is totally about resetting your mindset for that 2024 and it doesn't take a new year, as, as you were saying, B, to reset your mindset, but it is a good opportunity to reflect, to make some changes or not, and kind of plan for the new time. And whether you're doing that at the beginning of 2024 or any time during the year, I think it is important to do that, to kind of see where you've been and see where you're going. Yeah. And I'll be real honest. I mean, going into the new year as kind of Christmas was coming through and December was happening. I mean, I was going through the motions. I was doing all the things. We were having a great time. Like we're very blessed. And I, I can say that confidently, but I just felt like I literally was just going through the motions. I didn't feel really excited about the Christmas season. I didn't feel excited about the holiday season. And in turn, I didn't feel super excited about the new year. And Really what I was doing is I was focusing a lot on what hadn't happened for us, even though we had a great year. I was focused on a lot of the negative things, the negative pieces, and I think we can all fall into that trap. So I was looking at what didn't happen, and then I was just looking at the the year ahead in 2024 and was just like, how am I going to work this stuff in? Do I even want to pursue certain things? Do I want to flip the page on other things? Do I want to just throw some things completely out of my life altogether? All huge questions, which I guess like the flipping of the calendar is exciting in that way because it made me reflect, which is what you were talking about, Meg. And I think that's one of the biggest things we can do. Now that we're sitting here in the beginning of January, I think this will be coming out in the second week of January, you should have probably already been reflecting. But if you haven't, no worries, y'all. No worries. But you can start reflecting now. You can figure out, what worked for you? What didn't work for you? What do you want from the year? And I know that can be challenging even for some because so many things have gone wrong, so many different ways and all those things. But I'm going to challenge you to reset your mindset and reframe your thinking around the new year and really thinking about how 2024 can be different than that. Like, let's not stay too long in the past. The past does two things. I mean, it can teach us, teach us something. And, you know, it definitely happened, but now it's time to turn the page and move forward. So how can we do that? And I think reflecting is the first way to really dig in. Right. And for me, one of the most powerful things I do when I reflect is to think about how it felt. 
So it's not yes or no, did I accomplish this? Although that is part of it for sure. For me, it's like a, how did I feel as 2023 was ending and as 2024 is beginning, how am I feeling? What do I, what do I think about last year? What do I like about last year? What did I struggle with last year? And how did all of that make me feel? And when I'm starting this new year, if I'm going to plan for the new year, then do I want to repeat how I felt? Was it last year the best year ever? And I want to do exactly the same things to get me the exact same results so I can feel the exact same way in a year from now? Or do I need to turn some things around, start something a little bit from a new angle because the feeling that I got when I think about 2023 isn't the best feeling. And I think that if we go on feelings, if we really reflect on how things felt as we ended last year and our beginning this year, that can really tell us a lot. It can help our gut understand what we're really looking for. And from there, understand the changes we do or don't need to make. Yeah, I think it's important to note too that it's not, I feel like a lot, at least for me, I can speak for myself that I get stuck in the cycle of focusing on what didn't work. And so like I can be positive about a lot of different things, but like then I look at the one piece of my life and I think we all do this in one way, shape or form. You look at one piece and you say, well, that didn't go well. So then everything else didn't go well. So I would challenge you while you're doing this practice, while you're reflecting, you don't just say, man, my job sucked this year. And so, you know, I really had a crappy year in 2023 and 2024, I'm going to have to do something different. I want you to really think about it in every aspect of your life. So whether it's career, whether it's your relationship, whether it's relationship with your spouse, the relationship with your kids, whether it's the hobbies you're pursuing, whether it's the mindset that you're putting forward, whether it's just different activities, break it down in as small and bite-sized chunks as you can to get to the place of being like, okay, I want to reflect on all of it. And the only reason I say that is because we do really get stuck in that veil of the negativity and say, well, like right now, the, the world seems like it's a mess. So we're focusing on that and we're saying, well, that's, what am I even doing? Why am I even trying? What am I even doing? Why am I even pursuing that? And I challenge you to say, look past that circumstance, look past the one thing that might be going badly and look at everything else. And like you said, Meg, look at how you feel. How was that emotion? Because we, a lot of times we, we, we do two things. We take everything for granted. Like we take time and everything else for granted. And then we think we need the date on the calendar to switch, to switch our mindset and to switch how we're feeling. When the reality is, y'all, we know you could do it today. You can do it tomorrow. You can do it the next day. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for the perfect time. You don't have to wait for the perfect energy. Like if you have relationship issues today, you know, you could take your wife on a date today. You could do something different today. So like, what could you do? And, and that brings up a lot of different emotions, like you were saying. Yeah, I think that's a perfect lead into the second part of what you do, because after you reflect, it's time to plan. You've got to get that planning down because you have to understand, well, if this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go, I'm going to need to understand how to get there. And you're not going to ever just accidentally get there. Mm. You're never going to mistakenly have a better year this year than you did last year. It, it takes work. It takes dedication. It takes some changes. It takes some things to maybe shift around as far as your priorities or as far as your time allotment and allocation, you might have to do some things different and differently. And I think that what we often miss is we miss that really, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? That really, um, uh, 
hate when this happens. Okay. So we, we kind of like loosely plan, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'll do that in January. But January comes and goes because we've never said, hey, on January 15th from 12 o'clock to seven o'clock PM, that's what I'm doing. Like, this is when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And we just are so loosey goosey with our planning that it doesn't ever really become a reality. So in this, in the second stage, if we're really trying to trying to redo our mindset, if we're really trying to reset for 2024, then we have to make real plans. And that doesn't just come by pretending you're going to do something about it and not doing it. It, it, it's a real plan on a real calendar that you really actually stick to. Yeah. I think we all feel the pressure of a new year and resolutions and, and we make a lot of decisions based off emotion and we don't really think about realistic planning. And Mm -hmm. I get, that's not a sexy thing to say like, Oh, plan this out. But I often push back against, especially in the growth space that we're in on the big, bold dreams and plans and visions without, I shouldn't even say plans, the big, bold dream without any plan to execute because a plan without execution is literally that it's a dream. It's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. And so looking back and saying, what do I actually need to do to have that happen? And what a lot of people don't want to hear, but what is the realistic expectation for having that happen? To be completely transparent, Meg and I have been having a ton of conversations recently where we were like, how are we going to make all these different things work? Like we, we do want to pursue some new things, man. We do want to get excited about 2024. And like I said, at the beginning of this episode, remember I was having a lot of trouble right now. I have way more clarity. I don't have a real plan yet, but I have way more clarity because I'm starting to think about the plan and envision what needs to happen to make that a possibility for my life. But that doesn't happen like you said, Meg, by accident. That doesn't happen without letting go of some other things. Because look, we're busy people. I'm sure y'all out there are busy people. You can add on all this stuff, but you're like, well, then where does it fall? And where is the time and space and energy that I need to make that happen? And trust me, y'all, I'm the number one overcommitter on everything to be like, yes, I want to do it. And I have 15 books on my bookshelf to prove <laughs> that I have the best intentions in the world, but they don't always happen. And without planning, they won't happen. And so, again, not the sexiest thing in the world, but totally warranted and needed. And I just want to point out here, too, that it can be really small adjustments and really small changes that add up to something big later. Like, you don't necessarily have to clear your whole schedule for you to make progress. And in the example you were just giving of your 15 unread books, what would it look like for you to read 15 minutes a day? Because that's not a huge ask of you. That's not unrealistic. That's not insane. That's not out of the ballpark thinking. That's pretty doable. And if you take things like that and just make them a little bit more manageable piece by piece, I think you'll end up with a lot of progress where you didn't even think it was possible. Your 15 books become 10 and then they become five. And then all of a sudden your stack is down to one or two and it's time to order more books on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to pause here and say that this, this is a disclaimer for this planning stage because you can get stuck in this planning stage for a long time. It's very important. It's a very important step for the new year. Not saying it's not, but y'all, this is where a lot of us stop. This is why a lot of us haven't achieved the things we want to achieve. This is why we haven't pursued the dreams we want to pursue because we get stuck in that planning phase. We get stuck in the comparison game of looking at other people, of wanting it to be perfect, of wanting it to be totally thought out before we even delve or dip our toe into it. Sometimes it just takes action, y'all. You have to see before you know, like me and 
Meg and I are talking about a lot of amazing things, but we're not really going to know until we test our theory, right? We're going to need to test and look at what we're doing. So don't get stuck in the planning phase and say, I need to have all every single duck that could possibly be in a row in a row to make this thing happen. Right. Sometimes you uh, need to stop with the planning and the educating yourself and just jump in. Right. Love that. Right. Which moves on to our third point, which you can take a Meg, but it's, it's, it's the final step in all of this. It's execution. Mm, execution is a hard one. And I think one of the most helpful things that I've ever heard or started implementing in my own life is to have somebody with me along the way. And whether that's like in our example, you, because you're actually doing the work with me, like on this podcast, for instance, or if it's somebody to just be a cheerleader and be involved, I think that when you have somebody who knows about what you're doing and can give you some encouragement along the way or lift you up when you're struggling to actually execute or you feel down because you are executing and it's just not working, I think that having somebody that you talk to about it, even just every once in a while, can really be a game changer for you wanting to continue to execute, even if it's not getting you the results that you wanted, even if it's not moving fast enough, even if you feel like you're not doing enough, even if you feel like you're falling behind the schedule. When there's somebody there cheering you on, it can make a world of difference. Yeah. And most people will bat against that and say, but what if I fail? What if I don't do it? What if I don't? Well, first of all, you're already preconceiving that you're not going to do it, that you are going to fail. Yeah. There's a possibility you might fail. So what? And then that person, by you saying it to them, you're really just using that idea of failure as an excuse because it makes it too real for you when you tell someone else. If I tell Meg that I want to do something and and I know she's going to ask me about it later, I don't want to have it come back. And then she's like, well, what happened to them? I I didn't do it. Like it's human nature. I don't want to do that. So the more people you tell, and these are trusted people, and these are people, by the way, that you know will be a supporter. They won't be, you know, negative Nelly trying to knock down your dreams before you even start. Mm -hmm. Good rule of thumb is you don't take advice from anyone who doesn't have what you want, right? Like, you know, you don't take advice from a bum on the street, I'm sorry, if uh, money and financial advice, because that's not the person who could give you that feedback. So if they give you that negative energy, you don't take that. You got to find the people that you can confide in that are where you want to be, or at least going in the direction that you want to go and are motivated. And then they can motivate you. And guess what? You can scratch each other's backs. You can motivate each other and help each other out. But a lot of times we shy away because we don't want to say it because we're afraid that it makes it too real for us. And if it's just in our brain, then it's here today and forgotten tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you need for this execution phase is a actual way to track your progress because it's so easy. I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the quintessential uh, new year's resolution idea here and say, I want to lose weight and be healthier. Uh huh. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So does everyone. Um, You know, how would you know whether you like at the end of 2024, how would you know if you did that? How would you know if losing weight, I mean, if you lose a half a pound, did you, did you accomplish your goal or does it need to be a a weight? And I don't mean, I'm not talking about weight specifically here, but I'm using that as an example because it's just funny because we use all these like overarching themes instead of real, actual measurable progress that we Mm -hmm. can have. If that was your goal and that was what you were going to concentrate on, then how much is weight loss. What does eating healthier mean? Does that mean you've cut out sugar? If so, for how long? Does that mean cutting carbs? If so, how many, for what, how long? All the things. Because if you can't measure it, how will you ever know whether you're doing it or not? Mm -hmm. And we all are like so guilty of this, like, 
uh, yeah, we'll just do better. And we don't even know what do better means. Yeah, we use very broad terms, broad strokes. Like, I want to be successful in 2024. What what does that mean? Right. Is that a dollar amount? Is that a feeling? Is that? Huge, by, yeah, like, by who, whose logic? And I fall into that trap sometimes, too, because I'm like, I want to have impact. Well, what does impact mean? Well, it's like, you know, you got to you gotta dig a little deeper on what it is. But the reality is it's really easy as you're doing that, as you're making that plan, as you're doing those things, as you're trying to execute to fall into these certain traps that we're talking about. You might even find yourself, and man, this is going to really just be a terrible thing, but you might even find yourself wanting to get more rest and step back during this time. Maybe you worked way too hard in 2023. Wow, that's a novel idea. Maybe you're burnt out. Maybe that happened. Maybe you took on too much. And when you execute now, you're going to fall into that guilt-shame cycle of not doing enough. And trust me, I've been there more times than I can count. But you got to be realistic with what you're able to do. And if that's what you're doing to step back, you're going to have to get more comfortable with letting some things go. And that's part of the execution phase because you actually have to do what you planned or said you wanted to do. And what's the sacrifice that you have to make to allow that to happen? Because it doesn't come without sacrifice in some way. Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful place to end this episode. I couldn't have said it better myself. Friends, we are so thankful for you. We will see you here next time. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you. So shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.